DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Rome. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with the Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius also serves as the prior of Sant'Anselmo in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. In discussing the Holy Rule, I find it really interesting that in this particular topic you'll be addressing is the one that says, in place of leaning on others, standing on one's own feet. Let me start with a passage of chapter 69 of the Rule of St. Benedict, which is titled, The Presumption of Defending Another in the Monastery. Every precaution must be taken that one monk does not presume in any circumstance to defend another in the monastery or to be his champion, even if they are related by the closest ties of blood. In no way whatsoever shall the monks presume to do this, because it can be a most serious source and occasion of contention. Anyone who breaks this rule is to be sharply restrained. Chris, I must tell you that it took me a long time to understand what is behind this rule. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I really understand it today, but it really, I was wondering, why does St. Benedict say this? What, what is the problem with defending a brother? You know, if I see that he doesn't get right, for example, in the community, why shouldn't I raise my voice and help him and support him and, and defend him? One reason might be for this rule that St. Benedict wants to prevent us from creating small groups that work together and kind of disturb the unity and the peace of the community. This could be one reason you know, mm -hmm. that two or three or four build a kind of union right. and then work against the others. So We call that clickiness, yes. being a clique. Yeah. But Positively speaking, we could say Benedict is confident that every monk can speak for himself. <laughs> This is what he says, actually, by forbidding to defend another monk. So if somebody is not able to speak for himself, either this is just a minor matter, or it is influenced maybe by evil ideas, but Benedict believes that the Holy Spirit works in each individual and that the order of the monastery also is healthy and helps the individual to get what he needs. 
because the rule especially cares for the weak. So in, in a way, there is no need to have an attorney or a champion or so. In contrary, Benedict wants us, monks, to be mature, to learn to stand on our own feet, that we don't need to have somebody who is like a mother to us or a father or brother who speaks on our behalf. No. We, we are able to say what has to be said. Maybe St. Benedict wants to stretch us in this, in this direction to, to help us to grow as to become mature. There's an element of trust there, isn't there? I mean, you have to, within the community, for the individual to trust the abbot, to trust those around, that there is uh, that community of respect and dignity that it won't be violated. That is right. And this is a very sensitive point you address. So if we, if we defend another, we kind of multiply this distrust. You know, we make, make the problem maybe deeper. Um, whereas the rule, and St. Benedict trusts that the monk will find the right words at the right time with the Holy Spirit, Maybe even to the point, um, according the Holy Scriptures, uh, for example, in Matthew, when Jesus says, don't worry about what to say if you are in court or if, if you are asked, the Holy Spirit will tell you what you have to say. So even to this point. You could also say on a more general level, when it comes to salvation, to eternal salvation, You are responsible for yourself. Mm -hmm. Nobody can step in for you and can take your place. Maybe St. Benedict wants us to learn this as well, to take responsibility for our own lives. It does demand a bit of maturity, doesn't it? The maturity in relationship at the very least. I, I would say so, but who of us is so mature? Hmm. <laughs> Um, but at least we have this rule, and I see this rule as a way to grow. What is the onus then, Father Mauritius, on the abbot in listening to all, of, you know, to the person who is standing on his own? Because not everyone will, whether defend or state their position like another person like another confrere. I mean, and so what's the responsibility then of the, of the abbot? St. Benedict states clearly in two very long chapters that he should be like a good doctor, like somebody who really cares for the sick, for the weak, for those who do hard in their lives, in their spiritual lives. So this is the duty of the abbot, kind of to see ahead of time if somebody needs more support. Mm -hmm. So you're right, from, from, from his side, actually, and from the side of the whole community, it would be good to create an environment where this defending each other is not necessary anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
and the, the abbot definitely can contribute to this to this point. The reality sometimes look different as as you can imagine because no community is so holy and but my experience is that we when we when we start to build those cliques or to to build kind of parties that have one and the same intention or so most of the time it does not lead into a good direction most of the time there is no good and healthy outcome this might be possible in politics uh, in order to achieve something a common goal but this is not um, appropriate in a monastic or in a spiritual community because it destroys as you said it destroys this trust i would say this would be a challenge in the domestic church and that the domestic heartbeat of the spiritual with the family that's why i believe it's in ephesians 5 all of the guidelines essentially in relationship that saint paul puts forward how a wife being obedient to her husband but then the husband being christ-like in his service where i mean what did what did christ do he died for the other and so in essence this can be lived out when done in charity i mean when you're trying to build up your children when you're trying to build up that we're not always rushing in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to defend mm -hmm. As long as there's that that atmosphere mm -hmm. of the trust and love within the community. Right. You are so right. That only works when we have this trust in the community. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. But there's an educational element in this, as you mm -hmm. said. And maybe I um, go to chapter 58 of the rule, which is on the procedure for receiving brothers. Mm-hmm. This can also help us in this area to understand. St. Benedict says, Do not grant newcomers to the monastic life an easy entry, but, as the Apostle says, test the spirits to see if they are from God. Therefore, if someone comes and keeps knocking at the door, and if at the end of four or five days he has shown himself patient in bearing his harsh treatment, and difficulty of entry, and has persisted in his request, then he should be allowed to enter and stay in the guest quarters for a few days. After that, he should live in the novitiate, where the novices study, eat and sleep. By the way, nobody else can knock on the door in place of you. Hmm. And Benedict continues, A senior chosen for his skill in winning souls should be appointed to look after them with careful attention. The concern must be whether the novice truly seeks God and whether he shows eagerness for the work of God, for obedience and trials. The novice should be clearly told all the hardships and difficulties that will lead him to God. If he promises perseverance in his stability, then after two months have elapsed, Let this rule be read straight through to him, and let him be told, this is the law under which you are choosing to serve. If you can keep it, come in. 
If not, feel free to leave. If he still stands firm, he is to be taken back to the novitiate and again thoroughly tested in patience. After six months have passed, the rule is to be read to him so that he may know what he is entering. If once more he stands firm, let four months go by and then read this rule to him again. If after due refraction he promises to observe everything and to obey every command given him, let him then be received into the community. But he must be well aware that, as the law of the rule establishes, from this day he is no longer free to leave the monastery, nor to shake from his neck the yoke of the rule, which in the course of so prolonged a period of reflection he was either free to reject or to accept. Here you see how much St. Benedict strives for a responsible decision. At one point he says, if once more he, the novice, stands firm. It's all about learning to stand on your own feet. And this goes together with our vow of stability. Stability, stare, Latin, means mm -hmm. to stand. So it's really harsh how these novices are treated, at least here in the rural. But this has an educational background. St. Benedict wants these novices to be shaken, so to speak. Treat them harshly in order to prove and to test if this vocation is really from God. If it is from God, he will persist, persevere. Mm -hmm. And it will help him to stand better on his own feet. It's all about the freedom. St. Benedict never forces somebody. But if you have freely accepted the rule and the setup of the whole monastery, mm -hmm. okay, then you have made the decision. Then I take you by your word. We'll return in just a moment to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite Discerning Hearts programs? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas, Father Mauritius Fildi, and so many more, including episodes from Inside the Pages, can be obtained on the Discerning Hearts free app. This also includes all the novenas and devotionals and prayers, including the Holy Rosary and Stations of the Cross, the Chaplet of St. Michael, and the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, all available on the Discerning Hearts free app. Visit the iTunes and Google Play app stores to obtain your free Discerning Hearts app today. Glorious St. Benedict, sublime model of virtue, pure vessel of God's grace, behold me humbly kneeling at your feet. I implore you in your loving kindness to pray for me before the throne of God. To you I have recourse in the dangers that daily surround me, 
Shield me against my selfishness and my indifference to God and to my neighbor. Inspire me to imitate you in all things. May your blessing be with me always, so that I may see and serve Christ in others and work for his kingdom. Graciously obtain for me from God those favors and graces which I need so much in the trials, miseries, and afflictions of life. Your heart was always full of love, compassion, and mercy toward those who were afflicted or troubled in any way. You never dismissed without consolation and assistance anyone who had recourse to you. I therefore invoke your powerful intercession, confident in the hope that you will hear my prayers and obtain for me the special grace and favor I earnestly implore. Help me, great Saint Benedict, to live and die as a faithful child of God, to run in the sweetness of His loving will, and to attain the eternal happiness of heaven. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. There's really something to be said about that preparation period, that novitiate, that time of discernment, essentially. I mean, that's what you're doing is Mm -hmm. you're discerning. And then once the decision's made, once the discernment is made, and own it and stick mm-hmm. with it. Maybe also to shed another light on this topic, standing on one's own feet is not only meant for the individual, but for the monastery as a whole. So what is true for the individual monk is true for the entire monastery. It should be not, it should not be leaning on others but be self-reliant. So this is true actually in economic terms. I think I have already quoted this passage. Um, When the monks live by the labor of their hands, as our fathers and apostles did, then they are really monks. So the monastery wants to be self-reliant and self-sufficient. This is a difference to other orders, actually. The Benedictines want to make their own living rather than to live from the donations of benefactors. So other than, for example, the Franciscans or Dominicans who came into being as order of beggars, you can say, Mm -hmm. the Benedictines 
were not able to beg because they shouldn't leave the monastery. <laughs> and if you don't go out to ask for donations, you have to stay and, and to work for your own living. But this gives, this gives you independence as well and freedom. This autarkic way of life. For example, in Germany, maybe you know we have this te church taxes. So the church gets the money through the taxes that is taken, uh, that is raised from the, the government. So the government raises taxes and the church gets the money. Not so the Benedictine monasteries. We don't get a single cent from this church taxes. Mm. And this is done purposely. We don't want to accept that. We, we want to stand on our own feet, even financially. The background is, again, to be independent. So if you have a benefactor who, from whom you are dependent, he kind of dictates you what you have to do, even spiritually. But we want to be free to really what the Lord tells us, not any benefactor tells us to do. So this being self-reliant again has a spiritual meaning originally. And it is not only true in terms of economics, it is also true um, from a canonical point of view. The Benedictine monasteries are exempt canonically. That means they are not directly under the control of the bishop. And this is a special situations, situation for monastic communities only. Mm. And This is also part of this freedom, this self-reliance that we Benedictines strive for. Is it a challenge for the community then if there is a perception of injustice somehow that because of, of whatever the situation might be that, that a, a brother has experienced injustice God forbid that that should happen. How does the community reconcile that? How do they handle that? Mm -hmm. This can easily happen. There's a wonderful chapter in the Rule of St. Benedict, chapter 68. It is on the assignment of impossible tasks to a brother. Benedict says, A brother may be assigned a burdensome task or something he cannot do. If so, He should, with complete gentleness and obedience, accept the order given him. Should he see, however, that the weight of the burden is altogether too much for his strength, then he should choose the appropriate moment and explain patiently to his superior the reasons why he cannot perform the task. This he ought to do without pride and refusal. If after the explanation the superior is still determined to hold to his original order, then the junior must recognize that this is best for him. Trusting in God's help, he must in love obey. I love this passage very much because it, it protects the individual against the abbot or against the community. We must consider the fact that At St. Benedict's time, community was structured in, in a different way compared to today. 
because the collective, the whole of the community was more dominant than the individual. The idea of individuality, this is a new concept born in the 17th century or maybe a little bit earlier. St. Benedict already at that time takes care about the individual, gives a chance to the individual who feels that something is not right for him to address this problem and this topic in order not to let the abbot be too big and too powerful and to overrule everything or to it gives the individual a freedom to speak up to its own rights and needs well, it seems as though there's that mechanism of justice then that will allow for trust to grow because it does foresee the human person. When you look at how the role can be lived out in, in the world, People within a community, let's just even say the bigger community, a city or a state, a government, if they can't trust mm -hmm. the structure and the mechanism, mm -hmm. then it's difficult to believe that you can be heard and that you can stand on your own. Right. The structures are important, aren't they? So important. Actually, the rule helps to establish trust because you trust that the rule is valid for the others as well. It is to be kept by everybody. And this gives security and and also helps to establish trust. You must imagine that a monastic community is only partly like a family. In the family, you are connected through being related by blood. But in a monastic community... Um, kind of accidentally somebody becomes your brother. Mm. So trust is not necessarily there from the very beginning. Trust has or can grow over the time. And if somebody dedicates himself to the monastic life, and promises to live after the rule, that opens a field of trust also. So this decision, what we were talking about, that the novice decides, yes, I want to stay here, this opens a space for trusting one another. Mm. Any final thoughts, Father Mauritius? Yes, I think we are living in a time of extraordinary technological progress. But sometimes I'm a little bit worried when I see myself and others bowed over smartphones and laptops. You can literally see how dependent we are on this stuff. We need it. Without, we cannot live. And the monastic concept really invites us to rely on God and ourselves and the community alone only. 
And the monastic way of life wants to make us free. Nothing about, nothing against networking, which is so important today. So in a way, it's necessary to lean on others. But sometimes, at least it seems to me, we are going too far in this direction that everything is so connected that we forget about ourselves, that we don't feel our own feet anymore <laughs> and our own ground and forget about the beauty and the strength of ourselves as individuals. And this is what St. Benedict wants us to learn. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Father Mauritius. Thank you very much, too. You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World with Father Mauritius Vildi. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi.